Hello and welcome. You're listening to Big Crone Energy. I'm your host, Karina Blackheart, the crone herself. everybody. It's Karina Blackheart, the crone herself. And I'm solo again today. Today I want to talk about provocations, the conspiracy, the apocalypse, <laughs> just light topics. And I'm answering questions that I have gotten from audience members about these programs and about my ideas, uh, my evolving ideas about personal development, spiritual evolution, and culture change in this time of great turning. So the first question has to do with how am I weaving personal development, spiritual evolution, and culture change. So it's on some level a request for me to define these terms. Um, And I think that that's helpful. The more information you can have about what the language I'm using is, the better you can understand me, correct? Personal development is, uh, I think, in the realm of therapy, life coaching, exercise programs, um, business coaching, nutrition coaching, right? Um, Personal development is really in the realm of coaching and mentorship. Uh, It's to help you to work on usually, hopefully, a really specific issue that you could use some guidance, some mirroring, some feedback, and some accountability with as you move through whatever part of your development you're working on. Okay. I have credentials as a life coach, but I don't work as a life coach because I can't keep out the spiritual part or the culture change part. So I think to Ask people to hire me as a life coach is a disservice to them because they're getting extra stuff that they didn't um, maybe sign up for or expect and a disservice to me because it requires that I stay in a very particular lane and I'm a driver who likes to use the whole road, my whole body on the whole road, my whole mind, spirit, body, vision. So. Personal development is one thing, and it is definitely part of my work with people and with groups, right? We want to help people to move forward or move inward, right? And if you're uh, too inward, maybe you need help moving outward. Spiritual evolution is using spiritual tools 
and spiritual practices, spiritual principles and ideas and ideals to evolve as human beings, as spiritual beings. This is really the core of how I work with people. We start from the spiritual and the spiritual impacts the personal. It demands personal development. And those two together, spiritual evolution and personal development, change you, transform you, evolve you, help you to grow, help you to make different choices, set different kinds of boundaries, practice different kinds of rituals of self-care and self-love. And when those new practices and ways of being in the world enter into your relationships, whether that's your marriage, your partnership, your family dynamic, your workplace, the communities that you operate in, when you're different in those interpersonal relationships, the relationships change. So your marriage will change, your partnership will change, your dynamic with your family will change, your dynamic in your workplace and in your social groups and in your friendships will change. This can result in conflict, which is an opportunity for you to learn how to resolve conflict. It can result in irritation and irritability in these scenarios. That's okay. Change is difficult, right? You're making changes in your life that you are pursuing. But when you show up different, when you show up changed and create and thereby create change in your relationships and group dynamics, not everybody in those situations has signed up for the changes that you are bringing, that you are now embodying. So not everyone is going to be excited or congratulatory or on board with relationship and group dynamics changing because of work that you've done. If you do the work well, um, it's less likely to create a lot of drama, trauma, crisis, relationship breakups, or interpersonal office dynamics that suck to have to go and face every day, right? So we want to take our time with these things. And embodiment of personal development, personal change, spiritual evolution, spiritual practices, and how they impact us, how they transform us. It takes a while to embody these. So it's not like one day you're completely codependent and overworking and over-contributing and overcompensating in your relationships. And then the next day you come in and you set a thousand boundaries, <laughs> perhaps, um, that you set a thousand boundaries, learn to say no, um, say, I'm not coming into the office late. I'm not picking up your socks anymore. It's not my job to make sure that the kids get to their sports games. Uh, I, I'm not doing any of that anymore. Okay. That's not how boundaries are developed healthily. It takes time for you to integrate deep personal 
developmental work. It takes time to integrate deep spiritual evolution. It takes time for transformation to be deeper than your rational mind understanding a new way of being. It takes time for that to move through your emotional body, your somatics, and become embodied and embedded in the personality that you're developing. When you show up different to your relationships in the workplace, in your social groups, etc., the dynamics change. Your relationship changes. The other person in the relationship changes in response to the transformations that you've undergone, whether that's a partnership, a friendship, a group of friends, your workplace. When we bring new ideas, new ways of being, new ways of thinking, feeling, problem solving, to our communities just by being there, not going in and trying to teach anyone anything, but just by embodying these transformations, you model something that others may or may not have ever seen. And dynamics shift and other people start to shift and change as well. Culture changes, right? Ursula Le Guin talked about us being storytellers, right? That is a human thing that we do as humans. We tell stories. So when you're in the process of transforming, of shifting old patterns, beliefs, outdated habits, negative ways of talking to yourself or others, (laughs) We often want to share the story of what we're undergoing with other people. And in by doing so, we're, it's likely that we're giving them information in a way of seeing, feeling, the possibility that something else than what they're used to can happen. And that at a small, at a microcosmic level is small. Right? It's one, you're changing one person at a time or your sphere of influence at a time. But we all understand the ripple effect of that, right? That then those people try something new, try a different way, make their own spiritual evolution, their own personal development a priority. And then they tell people and they change the circles that they move in. Now, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, before, uh, uh, you know, our fast news cycles and 24-hour-a-day news, quote-unquote, news feeds using social media, this process was incredibly slow. This process of each one teach one. Now I can go on to social media and reach hundreds, thousands of people in a day. This podcast can reach hundreds or thousands, tens of thousands. 
in a day or a week. Ideas spread, right? Ideas in this time that we're living in, this time of great turning. Ideas are moving really fast. On the one hand, that's excellent, right? My 20-something-year-old kids have access to information and ideas that I never had access to until I was in my 30s. And they're talking about things that I never considered until they brought those ideas to me because of their exposure to them online. Now, this is a tool, obviously, we're aware that this is a tool that can be used for good or ill, right? We can create conspiracy theories and false narratives and and spread really negative ideologies. But if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you're not doing that, not interested in that. You're interested in evolving yourself and evolving your communities and the world that we live in so that we can continue to live here. That's culture change. When we challenge white supremacy, that's culture change. When we question someone who lets even a quote-unquote minor racial slur, misogynist statement, transphobic idea, if when we challenge those, we change the dynamic by not being silent, right? This is culture change, and we are all culture changers, okay? If we tell stories, if we're standing up and speaking for what the world that we want, the world that we want us all to have, that's culture change. It's it's clear to me that these three threads are interconnected. That our mind, our personality, personality is where we are doing personal development. We are changing thoughts. We are changing habits. We may be changing outdated beliefs or patterns. Spiritual evolution is where we are asking for help from spirit realms, from spiritual beings. We are engaging in spiritual practice, meditation, breath work, shadow work, invocation, evocation, initiation. We're working with spiritual principles to evolve our spiritual self, which is not quite the same as our personality, right? We're asking for help from something greater than our personality. And because we are members, every one of us is a member of culture, the way that we are transformed through personal development and spiritual evolution is inherently transformative of the culture's that we move, live, and are part of. I probably could have said that in four sentences, but I can't say anything in four sentences. So I hope I said it in enough ways that you're clear 
that when you look at joining the conspiracy or signing up for the provocation series or are reading my blogs or even listening to my podcasts where I'm not defining terms like this. I'm just sort of assuming people know what I'm talking about. I'm hoping that this explanation is going to help you understand what I'm talking about and also help you understand what you're seeking, right? So I've had people come to me and say, I really want to work with you as a spiritual teacher, but I'm not interested in becoming an activist. And I'm not teaching activism. I'm teaching us to take responsibility for the changers of culture that we already are, right? That involves some action, right? It may involve speaking up. It may involve refusing to participate. It may involve asking hard questions in the subcultures and communities and cultures that you operate in. But that It is a kind of activism, but it's not the kind of activism that I think you think I am or that I think you think I'm doing. The culture change happens because of the personal change, because of the spiritual transformation. It is an outgrowth of that. Okay, what's next? Next question. Karina, I'm really attracted to your work. I love what I'm reading and hearing you say. I know that I need this work, but I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of the change. I'm afraid that it what what will happen to my relationships and the stability in my life. And yet I also know I need those changes. Can you help me understand how difficult this work might be and how dangerous to my relationships? So, first of all, thank you for being attracted to my work and liking my writing and liking the podcast and reading my emails. I appreciate all of that more than you know, more than you know. Um, look, we're all afraid all the time. <laughs> we're all afraid all the time. And uh, we're afraid of change. We've been told our whole lives to go to school, get a good job, get into a long-term relationship, and stay there, and everything will be okay. But, you know, the reality is there's more to life than a good job and a long-term relationship. Those are foundational for some people. Also, the messaging that people my age, right, Gen X, uh, received and some millennials received was that 
if you seek stability, you'll be safe, right? So there's a promise of safety if we don't change. But we are living in a different culture now. (laughs) Have you noticed that everything is changing all around us really fast? Some things are not changing, right? The demand for more and more of our time spent laboring for money, that's a change. But the old paradigm would have us believe, well, if I just work more, if I just work harder, I'll make more money and then I'll have stability again. There's really nothing stable in the culture during this time of great change that we are living through. So the stability can't be from our degree our workplace, the amount of money we earn, or the person that we're partnered with. Those are all outside forces. They're outside of us. And those situations, those relationships can change at any given time, especially during a time that is as unstable as the one we're living through. So my perspective on fear of change by building relationship with ourself, like my perspective on so many things, I'm going to ask you to pick up a different lens and consider that if your relationship to yourself is stable, kind, Loving, forgiving, compassionate, healthy. That's your relationship to you. And that is the foundation of stability that each of us needs in a world that is feels very, very unstable, crisis-ridden, apocalyptic. I don't want you to hear this as a hyper-individualist, right? I The idea is that we love ourselves, that we trust ourselves, that we trust our choices and our decisions, and that we know better what we need than anyone, even the person who sleeps next to us in the bed every night. If we are in that state of relationship to self, that's not selfish. That's healthy. And we want everyone else to be healthy as well. We want everyone else to know what their needs are and how to get them met. And if we are in healthy relationship with our partners, our friends, our communities, our workplaces, if we are in healthy relationships there, then everyone in those scenarios is should be uplifting everyone else. 
rather than trying to pigeonhole them and keep them in a personality presentation that they find acceptable. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But there's an awful lot of people on the planet right now, believe it or not, who are doing the deep work to get there. Will working with me be transformational? If, if you do the work. Yeah, if you, if you, if you take it seriously, it will be transformational. Sometimes that means things end or we walk away. That release, that walking away, that ending creates an opening for something that is healthier, more generative, more nourishing, more loving to come in. Okay, so bottom line, all growth is change, right? It's just another word for change, right? Something is growing where there wasn't something before or something is growing in place of something that was there before. So all growth is change and all change involves inherently an ending, a death, a giving away, a dying away, a transformation from one way of being to another. We fear doing personal development work, spiritual evolution work, culture change work, because we're creatures of habit. We want stability. We want to know what was here yesterday will be here tomorrow. Fear is meant to warn us about harm. But getting adrenalized over personal change is perhaps an overreaction. The world is a scary place. It's, but the world is not going to become safer because we stay small, because we stay still. Because we cling to ways of being that are no longer appropriate to ourselves or to the culture. Working with me is a choice to let go. To try a new way. But I'll promise you that you will only do this work at the level that you're ready. You'll only transform what you are consciously willing to change. I've had clients come to me and say, I'm about to blow everything up. And by that they meant, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave my spouse. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to get in a car and I'm just going to go. I'm going to get, get, get on a plane and I'm just going to go. For some people, that's the right path. <laughs> For other people, I want to ask, what are you running away from? And what do you think that you're running toward? Do you have to destroy the old way 
Or can you bring new behaviors, new patterns, new practices, new communications into the life that you're living? This person was convinced that if they became new, if they transformed, that everything was going to change and they were probably going to lose their job, lose their marriage, lose their house, lose their everything anyway. So rather than going through the pain of that, they would just do it to themselves, right? They would sacrifice everything so that they could be fully, completely, wholly, blessedly, miraculously, gorgeously themselves. They didn't see that they could be all of that in their marriage, at their job, in their house with stability, right? They underestimated themselves. And most people do. A lot of people really will blow everything up rather than going through the discomfort of your relationships changing because you've changed. Having to negotiate with someone about transformations that you're making. It's uncomfortable. So is working with me scary? I hope not. Uh, is working with me scary? Is it going to create a situation where where everything in your life blows up? It doesn't need to be that way. And within the space that holds this work that we do together, whether it's one-on-one or in a collective, there is support for you to go through those fears, for you to name them, speak them, and design them in such a way that you don't just bail on the life that you have, right? That we make incremental change so that we don't hurt ourselves, so that we don't harm others in the process, right? Is it hard work? I'm often asked, is it hard work? And my answer is usually, it's as hard as you need it to be, right? That can sound snarky. It can sound flippant. But it's really respectful of your process. If culture has convinced you that real change is hard work and that you only get rewarded for doing hard, grueling work, then working with me will be hard for you. How could it not be? If we only value hard, grueling, laborious, painful work and you want to value what you're doing with me, you will see it that way. Hopefully working with me will help you to shift that lens and recognize you are worthy of health, of spiritual connection, of love, of understanding of compassion, and that this work can be as easy as taking off your winter gear, okay? Um, 
You come in the house from the bitter cold, driving wind, snow, wet, and you take off your hat. You unbutton your coat and you take off your sweater that's underneath and you untie your boots and you take off your layer of socks and maybe you've got an extra layer of pants on, right? So is there labor? Is there, does it, is it time consuming? Yes. So deep transformation doesn't happen in one gesture, right? Attending one ritual, attending one workshop, doing one practice. But just like taking off your winter gear, when it's off, it's off. You don't have to walk around in your winter gear in your warm house and complain about how heavy everything is and how hot you are. You could just take it off. So it can be that easy if you let it, if you allow it. So I think that that's enough for today. That's enough to think about. I know it was only in response to a couple of your questions, but I did want to get to those which seemed pressing for you. Thanks again for listening to the Big Crone Energy Podcast. I'm Karina Blackheart, and we'll talk to you next time. In the meantime, take very good care. You've been listening to Big Crone Energy with Karina Blackheart, the crone herself.